This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. This podcast today is really for you, the senior executive, the vice president of marketing, the CEO, the COO, the business owner, the senior manager, whoever you are, and talking a little bit about why the probably the last thing you want to do is just delegate social media use or applications in your organization, also why you don't want to stomp them out. So one of the things that I think is daunting for many executives is realizing there's this sea of people out there, potential advocates, potential opposition, people who can really brand them or affect their brand, who are using tools like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, blogs, YouTube, and every other medium in between to have conversations about our products, our services, our industries, and even what our staff are doing online. So Social media is a lot more than a tool. It's not just a technology. It's not about learning a new technology. It's really, truly about changing the way we communicate with customers, stakeholders, and staff. So in the past, we looked at the fact that there were certain things that were relegated to the marketing department, the sales department, and the customer service department. Each of them had very different tools to engage in a different process. And in most cases, we had a couple mediums. We had face-to-face. We had on-the-phone uh, we had fax, uh, and these were kind of the limited methods on top of email, of course, the limited methods of communications. And what social media all of a sudden allows us to do is open up multiple, multiple channels to both have customers access us, but also listen to the customer to get more business intelligence, more data, more information, and truly understand what's going on in the minute, more so than we've ever been able to do before. But along with that, of course, comes many challenges. Social media, whether we're talking about Facebook accounts or YouTube or Twitter or blogs, really represent one of the most powerful and viral forms of word of mouth that's ever been available. In other words, a couple updates in front of the right person who sees it can be shared to thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. So this provides a huge financial opportunity on a positive side, but it also creates a bit of a risk for our brand. And so I don't think it's a matter of if we're going to get involved in social media as an organization, but when and how and how effectively. And so from an executive's perspective, there are a few things I think we need to think about. We want to look at really, I'm going to talk about really eight core things here. And I guess the first one is that number one, senior executives, we need your buy-in. So if you believe in it and you've stroked off on your pen a check for a budget to now utilize social media in your organization, it's really, really important that you buy in on the value of these tools. Take some time and look at organizations like, organizations like Intel, Comcast, Starbucks, Zappos, BuildDirect.com, and take a look at what some of these companies have been able to do with social media use and realize that you know even Dell, for instance, has generated a huge ROI off of their social media use, even through a tool as simple as Twitter. So there really is a huge effort there that's been put into creating ROI for many organizations, and it's been proven. So I think an executive, the first thing to realize is that, yes, there is a return on investment, but it happens a little differently. So I think the second thing we think about investment is what and who to invest in. I mentioned earlier that social media represents and social networks represent really one of the most powerful forms of word of mouth in the marketplace. With that said, I think too often is we see it as a pet project, a side deal, a a interesting little cute project for kids to do. Uh, But the reality is, again, it's a huge and powerful tool that reaches very far and very deep. And so when I talk about what to invest in, the first thing we want to invest in is number one is invest in the right people. 
So what we don't want to do is invest in an intern who may understand how to set up a Twitter account but doesn't understand PR, the company's brand, or how to engage people or really create thought leadership online. And so I'm not being down on new people coming to an organization, not at all. In fact, it wasn't very long ago I was one of them. But what I am suggesting is if even if you're going to hire an intern is do number two, which is train your people. Train your people in the rules and tools of engagement. Uh, marketingprofs.com is a great site to start with to get people educating themselves on how to utilize these tools. Uh, a little plug for my book, Sociable, from sociablebook.com is a good place to start. Um, we look at people uh, like Brian Solis, who's written some great books on social media engagement and leadership. These are all resources I think we need to invest in with our team. We need to train them and make sure they truly understand how to utilize the tools, but also the rules of engagement. Really, really important. So I would suggest investing in slightly more senior people or taking your more senior people who are interested in investing in their training versus bringing someone in who doesn't quite understand your business or PR and really hiring them for the reason that they, they can use the web or they can tweet or they can Facebook. So that's my opinion, of course, or train them. The next step is, of course, we need a corporate social media policy. Before you let your staff and your team and even you yourself run roughshod with the brand online, sit down and develop a corporate social media policy use document. And make sure that everybody who's allowed to utilize the brand has read it, understands it, and commits to it and is really accountable for that. This is going to address things like privacy. It's going to address things um, like key business secrets. It's also going to talk about how to handle complaints online, um, You know why we don't want to fight with customers online, and when to hand it off and when to take it offline, and a whole bunch of other things that we can look at from a social media policy perspective. Uh, Google Intel social media guidelines, if you want to find something there that uh, gives a great example of what a large corporation has done. So also understand as an executive that there are soft steps that lead to ROI. I've seen too many executives go, okay, you've done five blog entries, how many leads do we get? Or we've done 10 blog entries in the last three months, how many leads do we get? I think my thoughts are when you first start, number one is that social media marketing is really about creating an environment where an act of faith can take place. We're building trust. And those soft steps, whether it's contribution to the community, whether it's listening to customers and solving their problem, those soft steps eventually lead to one hard step, which is consent to market to them. That's when they ask us questions about our product or service, they submit their email uh, to our newsletter list, or they walk to the front door of our store. And so realize that community building, developing trust, contributing, and listening and understanding your customer are soft steps in social media activities that won't have immediate traceable ROI, but will lead to it. Now, I want to talk a little bit here about why social media marketing fails, because from an implementation perspective, maybe you're on the bandwagon now saying, I want to do it, but let's talk about why it fails. I think this is probably the most important thing, and we'll, we'll finish with this from an executive perspective. So why, why most social media marketing fails is, number one, lack of a goal. People just start creating content. They open Twitter accounts. They create cute videos. And it's all about branding, but it's not about the end goal, which, of course, it's my opinion, to create more customers and to retain the customers we have. The next part goes along with that is a poorly defined market. How well do you truly know your target market? Have you drilled down very specifically? Many people will say, my customers aren't online, but the reality is they are online. There's 400 million people on Facebook. There's millions and millions of new blog entries being created every day that these people are consuming. There's 75 million people on Twitter. There are 75 million people on LinkedIn representing every Fortune 500 company. Your customer 
is using these tools. But if you don't understand who they truly are to a granular level, you're going to have a hard time finding them. No listening is the next reason why people fail. They get out there and blurt, but there's all kinds of social media monitoring tools that you can use to listen to the conversations of your customers, understand their core goals, understand where it hurts, understand what their motivations are, understand their values, and then from there, you can develop a very targeted marketing campaign. The next one is, of course, no real launch plan. Okay, we understand their pains. Let's start. In my opinion, your launch plan includes really your goals, your core market, who's responsible, and a good social media calendar, and monthly measurement, looking at what we've achieved, what we've put into it, and what we need to tweak. And then lastly, of course, and this is the big one, and this is why most marketing fails, social media or otherwise, this is why most salespeople fail, is they quit too soon. Truly, any move from a branding perspective for any major corporation whether it's billboards, television, integrated marketing processes, most major brand shifts and most moves to truly engage and create community are going to take you six, eight, even 12 months. So be prepared to fully commit to and invest in social media marketing for at least 12 months if you want to see the true larger results, not just the short-term ones, the big long-term ones. It doesn't mean along the way we're not tweaking, measuring, and holding people accountable, but it does mean to have that long-term vision. I think too often many of us are so quarterly focused trying to really please the shareholder versus truly, truly pleasing the customer and engaging, which is going to create the most stability for us, that we miss the fact that these things take time. So that's my kind of a bit of a long rant for you there, uh, I guess almost a 10-minute rant on why executives need to be involved in social media implementation and really what can cause failure or how we can miss. And I guess my last point here, and I'll just finish with this, is this is about changing the way we relate to our customer. It's about not having just one or two designated people in our company, but allowing our whole organization to open up channels for communication, train in the rules of tools and tools for engagement. And really, from that perspective, I think we can have a very large leg up on our competitors. They've got bottlenecks, and yet we've now opened up our organization to communicate to and listen to and engage our customers and prospects, literally from multiple channels in multiple ways. And the core thing here is today, the customer wants to choose. They want to choose whether or not they want to follow you on Twitter, they want to consume a blog entry, they want to watch a video, they want to pick up the phone, or they want to walk in your door. And by giving your customer choice, you're going to increase their capacity and willingness to do business with you. This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net.